Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. I hope you're doing well today. For the last few weeks, we have been looking at simple doctrines from the Bible. We have looked at creation, the fall of man, salvation, and other topics. I hope they have been a help. Last week, we looked at part one from the doctrine of baptism. In that lesson, we saw how every believer has experienced a spiritual baptism through the Holy Spirit. We are also commanded to be baptized in water as an example and witness to this world that Jesus Christ has saved us. This week, in part two, we will look at seven baptisms in the Bible. We will also look at Acts chapter 2, verse 38, which is often used to teach you must be baptized to be saved from your sins. The Bible speaks of one baptism in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read that passage. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The conclusion is there must only be one true baptism. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 that there are God's many and Lord's many, but there is only one God. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 verses 5 and 6. For though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. So the other baptisms must be figures or types of the one baptism in Ephesians. So let's look at the seven baptisms in the Bible. I have listed these chronologically as you find them in the Bible. First, the baptism of Israel. The first baptism is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. In this passage, Israel is baptized when they went through the Red Sea as they left Egypt. They did not go under the water. They were baptized in the cloud, or it was just a mist. Let's read that. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. The entire nation of Israel went through the Red Sea, and the Bible calls this a baptism. The second baptism we find is John's baptism in Matthew chapter 3. Here, John the Baptist is baptizing at the River Jordan. What was this baptism for? The answer is found in John chapter 1, verse 31. John's baptism was to prepare the people for their Savior. 
That is all. Notice also that John says that Jesus would take away the sin of the world and not through him baptizing in water. Let's read that. John chapter 1, verses 29 through 31. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. John's baptism was to prepare the people for their Savior. The third baptism you find in the Bible is in Matthew chapter 20. Here, Jesus talks about another baptism. This could not be when John baptized Jesus, because it is much later in the book of Matthew. Here, Jesus is talking about his death. James and John also experienced this death. They were martyrs for their faith in Christ. Jesus said he would be in the grave three days and three nights, just as Jonah was in the whale's belly. Jonah chapter 2 is a picture of this baptism. Let's read this in Matthew chapter 20, verses 22 and 23. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father." The fourth baptism in the Bible is Peter's baptism to the nation of Israel in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2 verse 38, we have Peter telling the Jews to repent and be baptized. The Jews realized they had crucified their Messiah and asked, what must we do? They did not ask, what must we do to be saved? Peter says, because you crucified your Messiah, you must repent and be baptized. Later, when Peter talks to the Gentiles, for example, Cornelius in chapter 10, he simply says, to believe on the Lord and you will be saved. This verse and a few more in the Bible are used to teach that you must be baptized to have your sins forgiven and receive eternal salvation. There are many reasons why this is false. First, we have many examples where people simply believed and then received the Holy Spirit, a sure sign they were born again by the Spirit of God. We have Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 8, and Acts chapter 16. Second, there are dozens of verses in the Bible that tell us salvation is by faith alone in Christ, not by works or anything else. In those verses about salvation, water baptism or baptism of any kind is not mentioned. If baptism was that important for salvation, those verses would mention it, and they do not. Therefore, if this verse, Acts chapter 2 verse 38, teaches that water baptism saves, then it stands in contradiction to every other verse in the Bible that mentions water baptism or salvation. Jesus Christ was baptized in water, but it did not save him. 
The Apostle Paul said God did not send him to baptize, but to preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let us look at the commission that Jesus Christ gave his disciples in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Jesus tells them, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. What did Jesus tell them to do? To teach. What are they to do to those who respond to this teaching? Baptize them. They are then to teach them to observe all things Jesus commanded them. Let's read another passage about this. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. It's important to read all of verse 16. If we were to read only, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and not the rest of the verse, you might be able to teach salvation is by belief and baptism. But we must finish reading the verse. The end of the verse says, But he that believeth not shall be damned. The issue here is if you believe or not. Belief accompanies baptism. Notice, if you do not believe, then you are damned. Not if you do not believe and are baptized. First, you believe, and then later you are baptized as a testimony of that belief in Christ. Now let's read Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 41, and we will look at it in more detail. Acts chapter 2, verses 36 through 41. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart, and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation." Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And now let's read verse 21. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Peter preaches Jesus Christ to these Jews. He preaches the gospel. He says in verse 21 that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No baptism is mentioned. In verse 41, the Bible says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. First, they believed the word of God. They received the word of God. And then they were baptized. But Peter, in this passage, does not know if they have repented and believed. He cannot see their heart. He does not know if they are sincere. So he tells them in verse 38 to get baptized to prove that they have repented. Can the Bible contradict itself? No, it cannot. Let's look what the Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. 
The Bible says, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. According to this verse, Peter cannot be offering them remission of sins by water baptism. For sins can only be remitted by shedding of blood. That is true in the Old Testament, and that is true in the New Testament. The shed blood of Jesus Christ is the only way to have remission or forgiveness of sins. That is clear in many verses in the Bible. Peter is asking these men in the book of Acts for evidence of their belief and repentance by submitting to water baptism. We do the same thing today. So the Bible does not teach we must be baptized in water to receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Water baptism is commanded to prove that you have repented of your sins. Let's look at a few more baptisms in the Bible. Number five is Peter's water baptism to the Gentiles. We looked at this baptism last week. In Acts chapter 10, Peter is preaching to Cornelius, a Gentile. And when he gets to verse 43, he says, Whosoever believeth in him, speaking about Jesus, shall receive remission of sins. Then we come to verse 44. While he was speaking in verse 43, the Holy Spirit comes on all which hear him. These people get saved and receive the Holy Spirit without being baptized. After they believed, they got baptized in water. This is a water baptism that is simply a testimony to this world that you have trusted in Christ. Every born-again Christian is commanded to be baptized. Matthew chapter 28. The next baptism we have in the Bible is the saving baptism of the Holy Spirit. We looked at this baptism last week. This is the one true baptism the Bible speaks about in the book of Ephesians. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to save you, you are baptized by the Holy Spirit. This is the baptism we find in Romans chapter 6. Through this spiritual baptism, we are made one with Christ. Let's read one passage from the Bible that speaks about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. The last baptism in the Bible is the baptism of fire. This is one baptism you do not want. John the Baptist said Jesus would come baptizing with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This baptism is for a person who rejects Jesus Christ as their Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ will judge all those who rejected Him and throw them into the lake of fire. Eternal judgment is the context of Matthew chapter 3. Let's read this, Matthew chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. 
He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and gather his wheat into the gardener, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. The study of baptism is important. In these two lessons, we have looked at what the Bible says about baptism and how it applies to a New Testament Christian. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ to save you, then I encourage you to be baptized in water as a testimony to those around you that God has saved you. However, I hope these lessons have also showed that baptism by water does not forgive or wash away man's sin. Only the blood of Jesus Christ, which he shed on the cross for us, can do that. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good week.